This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds and Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Reynolds has turned the page to what's next by making it possible for you to retail anywhere. Discover your next chapter at reyrey.com/me. That's r e y r e y.com/me. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, executive editor of Automotive News, and I'm Jake Neer in for Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Toyota sales slide in January, battery startup Arnext Energy has a good funding round, and GM will co-develop a lithium mine as it looks to ramp up EV production. Plus, Jamie's conversation with Visionary Automotive Group CEO Larry Van Tile. My focus is still the same, which is getting the right people pulled together and the right processes pulled together and make it fun. And if it's fun, we make money. It's kind of a cool thing. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Toyota's sales volume dropped 15% in January. The world's largest automaker was hampered by some of the industry's lowest inventory levels. It says deliveries dropped 17% at the Toyota division and about 1% at Lexus. Five of Toyota's top sellers, Corolla, Camry, RAV4, Forerunner, and Highlander, posted drops of 15% or more. Cox Automotive data show Toyota and Lexus each had less than a 30-day supply of vehicles last month, which sounds okay, except that most of it was at ports or in transit. Meanwhile, Hyundai and Kia racked up another month of U.S. sales gains in January. They saw better inventory levels, fleet volume, and electric vehicle demand. Volume last month rose 8.6% at Hyundai and 22% at Kia, It was the sixth consecutive month of year-over-year gains for both brands, with Hyundai edging Kia by just 18 vehicles in January. Their Genesis brand also reported record January sales of almost 4,000 vehicles, a 7.3% gain. Mazda posted a 9% increase, the company's fourth consecutive gain. Honda and Subaru are scheduled to release January sales later today, followed by results from Ford and Volvo on Thursday, Most other automakers release U.S. sales quarterly. Battery startup Arnext Energy says it raised $300 million in its Series B funding round. The investments valued the Michigan company at $1.2 billion. The company intends to use the funds for building the second phase of a $1.6 billion battery cell factory slated for completion in 2024. The company's long-term approach relies on developing batteries with a lithium-iron phosphate chemistry that's not so dependent on hard-to-source rare earth elements. Venture capital firm Fifth Wall, primarily known for its real estate investments, led the startup Series B round, along with mutual fund company Franklin Templeton. Electrify America and Travel Centers of America will install 1,000 EV chargers at 200 travel centers locations along major highways over the next five years. The companies plan to launch the first chargers this year. The partnership will add Electrify America charging stations to major travel corridors. The goal is to ease consumers' range anxiety on road trips. General Motors, EVgo, and Pilot Flying J announced a similar agreement last summer. They plan to install 2,000 chargers at 500 Pilot Flying J travel centers. And GM is making what it says is the largest investment by an automaker in battery raw materials production ever. 
That's as it prepares to further ramp up electric vehicle production in the coming years. The Detroit automaker says it'll take a $650 million equity position in Lithium Americas Corporation and work with the company to jointly develop Nevada's Thacker Pass lithium mine. Lithium Americas said GM will become its largest shareholder with a nearly 10% stake. Lithium Americas says the mine can produce enough lithium for as many as 1 million EVs annually. GM plans to use lithium carbonate from the Nevada project in its Ultium battery cells. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, that story about GM making a huge investment in a Nevada mine, it makes me wonder how many more automakers are going to get into this business of mining uh, now with EVs becoming so prominent. Yeah, it's it is fascinating and securing, you know, affordable lithium is just vital to making EVs. We saw this with Tesla. You know, they were of course uh, pioneers, the first to sell EVs in large volumes and uh, they got very invested in securing lithium supplies, uh, refining capacity and even securing recycling or making sure recycling was set up. And we're going to need that whole kind of system. We see GM, they're already involved in the Salton Sea project, which has the potential to be very large. They could even become like a, a net seller of lithium, which the way those prices are going might be a good position to be in. Well, GM has made some pretty good investments in the past. We'll see how this one shakes out. Coming up, we'll hear from Larry Van Tile, CEO of Visionary Automotive Group, who previously sold his portfolio of dealerships to Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. He talks about that next on Daily Drive. Reynolds & Reynolds recently announced a new logo and brand image to better reflect the company it is today and its vision for the future. Hear what Chris Walsh, president of Reynolds & Reynolds, has to say about Reynolds' rebrand and the next chapter. I think, you know, if you look back, it really started, you know, probably two years ago with a new leadership team in place and the decision to kind of look at how we can be a better company and how we can better serve our customers and how we can help them be more successful. But it's really accelerated the last, you know, 12 months. This is a commitment to a new kind of company in my eyes and a new way of kind of cohabitating in the industry, helping our customers be more successful. And, uh, you know, the marketing side of this is, I mean, it's certainly important to help to have a marketing organization that, you know, kind of takes your messages and makes them concise and, and impactful and, and broadcast that to the world. That's certainly a critical part you know, of what we're doing, but this is not a marketing program. This is, you know, a company-wide initiative you know, to better serve the industry and to, you know, help us get to the next chapter uh, in automotive. Visit rayray.com slash me to learn more about Reynolds' vision for the future and discover your next chapter. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash me. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Jake Neer. Larry Van Tile once had a portfolio of 81 dealerships. That's before he sold his company, Van Tile Group, to Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, where he spent five years as chairman of Berkshire Hathaway Automotive. Now Van Tile is back in the hunt for new dealerships. His new company, Visionary Automotive Group, has eight dealerships in three states. During our conversation last week at the Automotive News Retail Forum NADA in Dallas, Van Tile told me he remains on the lookout for more stores and is searching in some of the same areas that his former group operated in. Here's a piece of our conversation. Tell us a little about your experience at Berkshire Hathaway. What, what did you, did you learn anything from Warren Buffett? 
Oh, yeah. So first, he's got a great sense of humor, which mm -hmm. is valuable, right, in everything <laughs> that you do. If, if, you're invest, if you're going to invest, you ought to have a sense of humor about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> very, uh, very loves the car business, uh, very enthused about it, has been a car guy uh, since his early teens. Uh, as in normal deal-making, a very honorable guy. You know, what he said, he did. And uh, so such is life, right? Most deals I've ever made, that's the way it is. You know, if you got good people on both sides of the transaction, it's actually pretty easy. And, uh, and he values people. Mm -hmm. So the reason they liked uh, our organization was we had a lot of great people and uh, consistency and processes, you know, as well as great franchises and great geography. You know, he's just a, a obviously multi-talented, big view, big picture uh, guy. So, yeah. Special guy. Very yeah. special guy. So the plan when you went was that there would be more acquisitions to follow. I mean, I think he said it publicly, and um, certainly it was all of our expectations. But that didn't yeah. really happen so much, did it? Um, what, what, what went down instead? Yeah, Warren as well, uh, early on Becky Quick Show and some of that said, mm -hmm. hey, we're going we're gonna to do more. And I think that the, the prices uh, just flat got away. And so the return on investment, which at the end of the day, that's what an investor looks for is return on investment. Mm -hmm. So it was challenging. And uh, that's primarily it. I, I suspect that will change yeah. uh, for Berkshire and, and others in, in spite of rising interest rates and things like that. Are prices not high now? Uh, they're, they're pretty pricey right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's still a few opportunities out there here and yep. there that are created for different reasons. Uh, but, yeah, they're still a little high. Yeah, but you're still looking to grow with yes. Visionary Auto Group? Yes, yes. What are your targets? Do you have key brands or markets that you want to focus in? You're in three states now, right? Yeah, with uh, uh, Berkshire, uh, we were in 13 states. Mm -hmm. So I'm familiar with those 13 states. Mm -hmm. That's probably about where I'll stay. Okay. And uh, as opportunities arise. Southwest-ish. Yeah, yeah, we like, uh, you know, Florida's great. Okay. Uh, you know, Georgia's great, Carolinas are great. And uh, there's the right opportunities in the East Coast. Midwest, of course, that's where I'm from. So certainly would do that. But um, you're mostly in Arizona now? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, Texas, the great state of Texas <laughs> and, uh, and Arizona. Yeah. So you're up to eight dealerships. Uh, what's on your shopping list now? Uh, you know, we, we like to partner with people that we like working with. Mm. And, uh, you know, we look at it as partnerships with the manufacturers. So we want to know what their views are, what their plans are, what the products are, more importantly, what their people are. Mm -hmm. And then just like when you invest in anything else, we want to know what their capital is and, you know, so that we know that they can continue to pursue mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and their liabilities. So, so what do they got in the way of pension funds? What's their union contracts that they had that? Mm -hmm. Uh, if they have partnerships, what does that look like, you know, and how do they see the world because you're betting on each other, mm -hmm. right, for the future. So I think that, uh, you know, we try to spend a lot of time. We've always been uh, friends with our partners, mm -hmm. and uh, we were fortunate to have a lot of good uh, acquaintances at General Motors, Ford, Dodge Chrysler Jeep, uh, Toyota, uh, 
behind us, the high lines, Mercedes, et cetera. So uh, that's important to us. And it's a driver, right? Because you, uh, if you're a people person, right, you aim to please. So you like <laughs> to have partners you can please, right? Yeah, partners you want to please and who want to uh, be pleasing in return. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Anything pending at the moment? Uh, no, we're always looking. Okay. So, yeah. You said the market, it's a little bit high. I mean, is there a, any, any more color you can put on it? Is there a, you know, what well, I think just basically you can't base your earnings on just COVID years. Right. But basically, that's the primary driver mm -hmm. is that. And uh, so if, if you're reasonable and you look at five years earnings or something like that, then I think it's probably a lot easier to talk about mm -hmm. uh, the sale of your of your business. And, and as usual, when we acquired, we tried to buy uh, real estate as well. That was important mm -hmm. to us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just something we felt like we could uh, either continue the scale that the operators currently have or, or enlarge the scale. And uh, generally, we like uh, volume. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's good to know. That's yeah. an important uh, criteria. Not yeah. everybody has that. No. You're in the three states, kind of looking to stay in the 13-state footprint where you were before. Mm. Uh, do you have a target size? You want to be? Do you want to get to 20 or 100? Is there is there a well, outlook I, for what's what's? I've done 100 and I'm comfortable with 100, <laughs> but I think I'm going to buy whatever it is I feel comfortable about. What's what's the location? What's the franchise? And then most importantly, who are the people that we have to be able to go do that with? That's probably our number one target find the opportunities and you're not nothing's going to hold you back right yeah all right um so you've now um you know run a large dealership group and a a, a smaller group um what what have you noticed about the differences is uh, what is the difference in your role for instance in having a, a smaller group uh, not really. I, I think, you know, things change uh, technology-wise and mm -hmm. things change uh, how the customer comes to you. Mm -hmm. But it still takes great people to make that happen. And it's usually people in connection with people mm -hmm. that get the loyalty and the repeat business and all those kinds of things. So my focus is still the same, which is getting the right people pulled together and the right processes pulled together and make it fun. <laughs> and if it's fun, we make money. It's kind of a cool thing. Right, right. <laughs> so let's talk a little more about change. I mean, is it, is it that, are the processes often what need to change? Or how do you, and there, is it challenging sometimes? And what do you do when you face challenges in getting people to change, uh, maybe to better processes that are new and different to them? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like the electric vehicle, uh, you know, fear uh, seems to get in the way sometimes mm -hmm. of uh, creative thinking and <laughs> realistic thinking. Mm -hmm. And so right now, if you look at electric, do I believe it's going to happen? I think that there's been a lot of people make a lot of commitments to it. Uh, when they get to cost parity, you know, then that's going to be the real driver. They certainly need some volume to do that, mm -hmm. but probably more than anything, they need the technology, manufacturing, and et cetera to uh, get the cost parity to be able to offer the same kind of things that you have with a combustion engine. 
that's before you get to infrastructure mm -hmm. and things like that. And as we all know, we are woefully short of infrastructure. So personally, I don't, I don't, I think it'll happen. And there's some great products out there, tremendous. But it's just going to take time because a 200-mile range or a 300-mile range or severe cold or heat, mm -hmm. lack of charging stations, I mean, the list goes on and on that are, that are deal stoppers, deal breakers, not deal makers. So until they get to those positions where they actually can take away those objections. Mm -hmm. uh, and then cash has flowed pretty freely. Uh, whether it's incentives or tax or whatever, and I think everybody in this room would probably admit it's there's too much error in the system, and it's going to come out. Uh, so instead of having $7,500 incentives to buy an EV, maybe there's no incentive, or maybe it's a toll bridge. Uh, you know, money money is not free, <laughs> and uh, so so you know we're going to have some. Uh, adjustments here, uh, you know, between reality and practicality, and and uh, you know, two, two plus two has got to equal four here pretty soon. Larry Van Tile is CEO of Visionary Automotive Group. We spoke at the Automotive News Retail Forum (NADA) in Dallas. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters, and I'm Jake Neer, in for Kellen Walker. Thanks to our own David Phillips, Karn Dingra, Hannah Lutz, Lindsey Van Hulley, Melissa Burden, and Jack Walsworth for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on automotive retailing, sales results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow to hear my conversation with CDK Global CEO Brian McDonald from the NADA show in Dallas. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.